What's good, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. We're a student-run nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm DJ Lucid, and this is Off the Record. Here with me today are the very talented members of the band Hiding Places. I'm so glad I get to chat with you guys over the phone today. Why don't we do some introductions? You're awesome. (laughs) Um, I am Audrey Keelan. I uh, play guitar and sing in the Hiding Places and uh, write songs by myself and with the members of Hiding Places. Yeah, very excited to be on the radio waves. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, My name is Henry Cutting. I play drums in Hiding Places, and I'm also the Pisces of the band. Mm. Audrey, let me know that. Um, and I'm excited to be talking on the record on off the record. Felt good. Right. Felt good to say that. Mm. Yeah, I'm uh, Nicholas Byrne. Uh, I play guitar and songwrite and uh, mix sometimes and hang out with these two. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're excited to be talking with you. Henry and I are in uh, Bushwick in Brooklyn right now. And uh, it looks like Audrey is in the car. Yeah, I'm in my also car. Get some good stories about related to the band and shows and artwork and that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. This has been an icon in in the band's uh, history. <laughs> my art car painted like, uh, it looks like a topographic map. So. <laughs> so you guys are located all over the place right now. Yes. Yeah, I live in Carborough and um I am probably moving to New York within the 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 next 2 months. Probably yeah, within the next 2 months. But yeah, they've lived in New York for a couple of years. Gotcha. A few years, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys meeting with me today. Where are you guys from originally? Where are we from originally? We're kind of a collage of places like the South. <laughs> We, we are from, like, the southeast, but, um, yeah, I grew up in Asheville, North Carolina, and moved to Chapel Hill for school in 2019, um, and that's where I met these people. <laughs> nice. I'm from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, originally, uh, and then I went to school at Chapel Hill also, which is where I met these cats. <laughs> yeah, and I'm from Athens, Georgia, and then went to Chapel Hill, Um so yeah, I mean, it's been really cool to have, I think, all these different influences in the band, but it is, every time someone asks us, like, where we're from or where we're based, the answer yeah. is long, and I think it's also really influenced our songs in a, in a, in a cool way, where it's like, um, we have multiple writers in the band, Audrey mm-hmm. and I write songs, um, and I think our songs are influenced by place. Um, we We talk a lot about Actually, we haven't talked about this more recently, but we used to talk about how nature was really influencing our songwriting. Um, and I've realized, you know, since I've been in the city, that the city has also influenced um, songwriting as, as far mm-hmm. as the kinds of sounds that I'm attracted to. Um, yeah. or the kind of music I listen to when I'm walking through the city versus driving in my car, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of um, So I, I think it's really interesting that we do have uh, all, like, place is influencing our songwriting um, through the eyes of multiple members of the band. Yeah, that's so interesting because like 
I I feel like for a long time I've made music that that feels like you would want to play it when you're driving like through the mountains or something like that because that was like the the main way that I listened to music growing up and when I first started like recording music and writing music so yeah it's interesting I mean like I lived in London for like six ish months and then returned for a while and then left and then returned for a while again and it was like when I was there I felt more called to listen to like darker like more moody like city kind of music um so maybe that's something that's happening to all of us right now it's really cool that it's yeah combining a little bit yeah so you guys just recently kind of went back to your roots at Chapel Hill performing at Cat's Cradle right yeah and how was that my sister Mora. it was awesome it was so sweet it was very like awesome to be able to play the back room like cat's cradle back room because i i've never played that room before and everyone who works there is just so sweet and like it felt really relaxing i think this is also speaking to the city versus like small town kind of culture of like i think there have been shows that we've played in new york that have felt stressful or rushed or really awkward because everyone is most people feel like probably exploited and like overworked in New York because it's just a hard place to live yeah um and so I think yeah like playing playing here was cool because it was a place where we all met and also playing here was cool because it felt extremely relaxed you know mm-hmm. also- that's not to say that there are like chill extremely chill people in new york because i know there are but uh, two of them yeah. right here yeah <laughs> um, come on <laughs> we also shout out to to cat's cradle and the folks over there because we did receive um, a full bag of carburitos flour tortilla chips mm. which are my favorite kinds and uh, large queso and large salsa of every variety and the mm. chipotle one's my favorite so that was <laughs> probably like my favorite show we played nice. yeah and they're still in my fridge getting like gross right now <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so i need to throw them away well because you know you, you eat the chips like you finish the chips before you finish the salsa usually you know <laughs> well thank you cat's cradle <laughs> that was a funny one because we i mean we've been playing shows uh every couple months in new york uh just at all the different venues across brooklyn and manhattan and in new york a lot of the venues and in London too, they backline amps and they backline mm-hmm. the kit. So you show up and there's, you know, a couple amps to choose from. Um, and then we, so we got to Cat's Cradle back room and we got there and we were like, wait, where are the amps? Like <laughs> they don't have amps here. Um, and then uh, we called a friend who was on the way back from band practice and like, you know, they were at the venue with an amp like in a matter of like literally under 10 minutes it oh was yeah it was amazing yeah shout out to riley milburn he makes music under the name with love <laughs> all right so one thing i'm always curious about when i'm meeting bands is what's the origin behind the name hiding places who came up with that great question I love that question. It was very collective. It was very, it was a very belabored process to to find a band name. We literally, I have a list actually on my computer that I came across the other day of like li- probably 200 
possible band names that I took off of the Criterion collection website because just like based on like random like art house movies and and that is an example of you know a bunch of um possibilities of names that we thought about before we decided on hiding places but um we 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 kind of boiled it down to a few different possibilities one of which was secret places one of which was hiding places and I don't remember the other ones, but I know, Henry, that you remember the other ones. So what are the other ones again? <laughs> I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't forget. But Secret Places just sounds so nefarious. I'm glad we didn't choose that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, sounds mischievous. But um, no, I really liked Group Hug. But yeah. the problem with that one was it's very similar to the band Group Love. Yeah. And they're not as popping anymore. It still felt wrong um but i i think like the intent behind choosing the name was to represent kind of like the softness of our or softness and intimacy of the music which was pretty cool yeah i think it was also like audrey and i first got together and i think we were messaging henry around like december 2020 mm-hmm. um, and and uh so i think it was still kind of pandemic mind where we were like everyone had you'd have your places that you'd go to or it's like your room or like your porch or Mm -hmm. the trail down the street um so I I think that like we were maybe we were thinking about place in the way that we were talking about it earlier Mm -hmm. um but I think it was like a time where it was like kind of like you're hiding out um yeah so I don't know there might be that that influence in the name as well as it just being like a name that I think feels kind of uh mysterious and in a way where it's like it can be interpreted I don't know we also it was it's hard to find a band name that another band hasn't used yeah (laughs) and that was part of the checklist as far as like you know there's a there's a vibe check on a band name you're like does it pass the vibe check um (laughs) the Spotify search it's like, is there another band who already has the name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we were surprised <laughs> that there wasn't another hiding places. I actually think there mm-hmm. was a band in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name hiding places. Mm-hmm. If you Google it. Uh, yeah. But I don't think they last very long. So. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they released like a couple songs. There's Did we all live them? Might have outlived them. <laughs> no. I mean, like outlive the band name, not outlive the people. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Henry, what were you about to say? Um, I was gonna say, dudes, be like, I know a spot, and bring it, bring you to their hiding place. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is also like what what influenced the name for me because like it's very I know a spot. It's it's very I know a spot energy. Like I think that something that I've really noticed is I'm so obsessed with the like feeling of 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 finding a place where you can be alone or with like only a few other people that feels like it's literally another dimension and like hidden away from the world like ever since I was a child I would always have these dreams about like about like secret rooms in like in houses and like that was just such a thing I was obsessed with and and then when we decided on the band name I remember like living in I was like living in Arizona for like six months during the pandemic and we me and my housemates um 
would like uh, it was very much like what Nicholas was saying you know we had our like living room that we hung out in we had our rooms and we had the outdoor spaces we existed in and then there was this place down the road that I would always bike to in the mornings and like journal and like write like little phrases or like things that would eventually become songs or read in that little like weird uh secret little place that felt like it was just for me but it was like uh, the middle of a road that was it seemed was intended to be a, a road when it was built but then became like just a piece of like uh pavement <laughs> but um yeah I'm really interested though in like the the feeling of being alone in like a secret place that is tucked away from the world and I feel like that is what songwriting is for me because it's like the place that I go to like recharge and to like reflect and like like heal and that's like that can only really be done with myself a lot of times I I think there's like a kind of a pace that that gives me that can only really be done with myself yeah I'm still really ex exploring it though and I think that I'm really happy that we named the, the band hiding places because that is like it holds so many concepts that are like so meaningful to me you know yeah Lucy, have you thought about what you would name your band? If you had, or do you have a band? <laughs> no, I'm not in a band. That's why I live vicariously through you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have been working together for over a, a couple of years, a few years now. Is that right? Coming up on three years. Coming up on three yeah. years. Wow. So, so awesome. How did you guys meet and come together as a band? How did that happen? I mean, it was all through the radio station, WXYC 89.3 FM, Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. um, I met Henry through uh, my friend Eleanor, who was the station manager at the time at our house. I remember he came by and like just chilled after coming back from studying abroad in Copenhagen. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah. it was a, a morning after a four loco for me, so... I was yeah. pretty vulnerable <laughs> with them. So me and Nick hit it off pretty pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. And then I also met Audrey I was, like through an, the email listserv at um, XYC. I was throwing parties at the time. Um, this party series was called Office Hours. And we um, did a bunch of events in like 2019. Um, and we were looking for a photographer to like come and take photos at the event. And I sent out an email um, on the listserv and like under five minutes, Audrey responded like, hey, I can be there. Like, and I just remember like, I wish I had the email. It'd be great to pull up. <laughs> Wait, um, I'll, I'll try to find it right now. <laughs> try to find it because I'm, I'm pretty sure there were like a lot of exclamation points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course there were. Yeah. So nothing has changed. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I remember then checking out Audrey's work and then just being like, well, now now we're working with the best photographer that I know at UNC. So um, that was kind of my first introduction to Audrey and, and the work and their work that they do. Um, Audrey does beautiful portraits um, in the music scene and, and the extended art scene. Um, so that was kind of my introduction to Audrey's work. Um, we also I think we actually met though no we met at the parties but then there was also the the one at Duke Coffee House where there was like a 
we were shared a tequila Red Bull or something like that, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Okay. So the email, I, I actually texted you because in your email you said hey friends first of all you should totally come dance yo ass off at nightlight tonight <laughs> these super pop slap bangers from 10 p.m to 2 a.m and 18 plus 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 we are looking for a photographer to help shoot some sets uh, some of the sets tonight text me at number if you are interested or I have a friend who's interested um so i'm i'm gonna try to find our texts which um i guess while audrey's doing that i met audrey also through the radio station i was um the outreach coordinator and like community manager um in 2019 and um audrey had just joined the station and i was like this person is already building community around themselves everywhere they go so i would like to work with them um so we do house parties and shows at like cat's cradle and stuff and then the pandemic hit um so after I graduated I moved with Nick back to Athens Georgia um and we were just kind of like messing around on this farm that um his family has messing around with music um with music (laughs) and uh then Nicholas one day was like you know this person Audrey and I was like shut up of course I know Audrey Uh, (laughs) and Nick was like they sent me their songs and they rule. So um, then I laid down some drums on some stuff they had recorded. And then it was kind of like, this is a pretty good fit. We should try to make this something. Yeah, that, I love your recounting of that story. It's literally <laughs> perfect. So you guys kind of met through like the college radio. How does it feel to yeah. be on the receiving end of the mic? Literally awesome. <laughs> I, I also feel like, okay, I need you to squat. If I need you to give me some insight on this because I heard that there is, there has been sort of like 10, maybe this is another radio station, but like t- historical tension between WKNC and WXYC. Is that true? Well, I think that Chapel <laughs> Hill and state have historical tension in general. So I in wouldn't general, be surprised. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, I feel like we're like sort of like Romeo and Julieting this interview. You know? I know. <laughs> when I was younger at Chapel Hill, there was a like annual kickball uh, competition oh, wow. two radio stations. It's back. It's back. It's okay. back. No, and what? I like to think I like to think that my uh, regime, like my leadership class, was kind of like a bridge, um, mm-hmm. a bridge presidency almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like re- we mended a lot of those um tensions and, and hard feelings i like to think well look at you we're still doing it now <laughs> wow you guys you've known each other for so long and you work so well together how does that incorporate to your writing process would you say it's more divided lyricism and instrumental or is it more collaborative I think we just do literally so much like <laughs> like like when we're together we record like 10 songs and we you know uh place emphasis on like three four or five of them when we are recording um but sometimes we place emphasis on more and like I think it's just like we have this like this obsessive mentality with music like we it's just all of our lives and it's something that we all want to do forever so I think we just like a, a, we just do so much so so something breaks through all always um and I feel like we all are so obsessed with it so that's our 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 work style is like 
because there's so much we and we all put so much in we connect there's always going to be something that we connect on yeah and there's also a lot of other ways too i feel like we're all really we have really good work ethics like all of us (laughs) yeah i feel like also the way that we work together is always evolving and i think that it will always that it will continue to evolve too yeah i feel like part of just like the cooperative nature of being in a band is like learning to like evolve and like watching and uh like Mm -hmm. space for other people to evolve as well um so i think that like we we exercise uh, patience you know to Mm -hmm. as as much as we can yeah Um, i think it's also like it's a like you know as audrey was talking about earlier like the songwriting process it can be like really personal so i think Mm -hmm. it's uh and then the opening up and and sharing that with the other members of the band is is a similar moment of you know converting your intro introverted self yeah. a group setting yeah. um and then and finding ways to for each of us to to pour ourselves into whatever the project is and and kind of figuring out like on a song basis or a um a project basis like what uh know what form the the work is gonna take um so I think it's yeah I I really enjoy um working with with you both Henry and Audrey um (laughs) I think I mean it's really like it's cool um and I think it's difficult I I think it's like yeah part of part of each of our our stories of growing as artists Yeah. yeah And we are so committed to each other also. It's so awesome. Like, I, I feel like something that I have learned about uh, being in a band is that it's unlike any other kind of relationship that I have ever had in my life and that I will ever have in my life. And it's it requires so much commitment. And, like, I just feel like I've learned so much about commitment from these people, too. <laughs> just going off, like, the the romantic relationship that we kind of all have with each other, it's mm-hmm. really important mm-hmm. to kind of, like... Look... You, someone had to say it, romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen this? <laughs> um, but it's important to block out time when we are together, because obviously we aren't very often to do, like, yeah. silly things that are outside of music, um, yeah. like, on a hike, or, like, I mean, yeah. me and Nick live together, so we get a lot of time to kind of, like, do non-hiding places stuff um but it's important to be goofy and and get away from the intensity um of writing Uh yeah yeah and I also feel like I a lot of my like I think I have I have learned about myself a lot through you Henry and Nicholas and also working with Anthony who used to be the bassist of hiding places like I I feel like I uh there are a lot of parts of me that just have have like blossomed and and grown because I've had access to the parts of you all that like show me those parts of myself you know and I think like I don't know I don't know if you've noticed this about like lyrics Audrey but like I feel like I mean it's certainly like the name of the band too but like Uh songs and their meaning like reveal themselves over time yes yes like um on on different time scales too like you know sometimes I'll I'll write something um and then listen to it a month later and be like after I've done some kind of internal mental growth or whatever yeah oh wow like I was really on the verge of realizing this thing that I have realized in like 
kind of actualized. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I feel like there's there's depth to it as well. Like when you like look back into our catalog and like read the lyrics that we wrote or the kinds yeah. of um, the songs, the kinds of energies that we were attracted to and making, mm -hmm. um, they, they continue to resonate or like reveal part of our story. Um, yeah. Continue to, which I think is really cool. Yes, yes. And the way that like, uh, yeah, <laughs> FCC, <laughs> the way that, um, the way that making music and songwriting is, is a time traveling experience, I think is really magical because it, it feels like when I'm writing a song, there is like a future version of me that's coming out. And sometimes there's a past version of me that's coming out. And sometimes I just feel extremely in the present. Like it's very interesting. And then, and then also like being able to listen to that later is, is really crazy and cool as well. So it's like, oh, it's just so awesome. It's like, it's very growth core, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you were talking about like your meaning changing. Your sound changes a lot too. You guys have a lot of range. Like I would say some of your songs kind of have like a rock vibe. Some of them have like indie. How would you guys describe your sound personally? Well, we've come to the phrase or to the um, description slash genre of folk grunge, which mm. I think is kind of accurate because for me, it captures the the fact that I am and I feel like we are very inspired by like uh folk music specifically just like from growing up in the south and like witnessing like bluegrass and like just Appalachian music like um but also we are really interested in like 90s music and like grunge and that like more like gritty like angry emotive like aspect um, and I, I love using like folk song, like structure, like, I feel like a lot of our, a lot of our songs just have like a verse and then an instrumental chorus and then another verse, which is like very folk song core, you know, but yeah. What about y'all? Um, I like folk grunge lately when we've been sending our music out to people, um, I say music band. <laughs> they're not always that's not always you know could be just one person yeah um and it's not a podcast it's not a podcast um, <laughs> we've also i don't know I, I i came up with this i think the other day sulk rock also maybe oh yeah <laughs> that's really you came up with that i i think i came up with it like, I, I don't i looked it up and i you can look it up let's see I, it could have been from someone else and i no, I believe you. That's just so awesome. That's literally but, so awesome. But yeah, I feel like sometimes we lean lean into sulk vibes where it's like there's kind of a it feels happy to play sad sounding music. Uh-huh. And uh I don't know, we like like um artists like Jason Molina and Elliot Smith and th those I feel like that's kind of like sulk. Yeah. Sulk. Vic. Um, yeah that's so that is so good yeah. that's good yeah. it's like em it's emo in a way uh-huh <laughs> we were talking about that last week audrey i think yeah i mean i and i think that honoring my emo phase like the part of <laughs> me that is that that was emo and is still emo is so important to me like yeah <laughs> and, and yeah part of it is emo i think as well like emo melodies i think yes yes um, and harmonies yeah 
so there are, there are a lot of influences and I, I think it's um you know it's we've been a band for three years and are putting out our third ep this coming uh year with our first single coming out on december 1st mm-hmm. and so i think that you know we've been figuring out our sound and and expanding our influences through each other yeah uh, so we'll see we'll see yeah. what it sounds like Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. You guys are coming out with a new project called Crown of Tin. Is that your new single? Yeah. What's the inspiration behind that? Uh, I wrote it when I was in my first year of college. It was my first semester of college. And I was learning GarageBand for the first time and really just writing <laughs> songs alone for the first time. And Um, that was just a sort of diary entry about how I was feeling homesick and like detached from like my, the community that raised me and, um, feeling like, like isolated in college and just like the weird experience of college. Um, and then, yeah, that was the first song I ever sent to Nicholas to show him what my music was like. Um, and yeah, it's like I wrote that before hiding places was even a thing. I used to put out music under the name Tidy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And so I think it's like really exciting to be releasing this song with like my my voice on that recording is from when I was like 18, when, from when I wrote the song, like from that, that was like the original demo. And we, we just sort of added to it and added to it with um, recordings that we did over time and We've we've recorded the song so many times, like in so many different iterations throughout the past three years. And I'm so excited to be releasing it and so happy that we're using a lot of the audio from um, when I was recording it. Um, something that's really cool about it, too, is that the person who like mixed the song is a part of that community that I missed when I was 19. His name is Colin Miller, and he's so awesome. He makes his own music and um he is just such a important part of the Asheville music scene so I'm like really lucky that he's spending time with our music in the way that he is um sort of honoring that part of myself who was so inspired by him when I was so young or you know younger than I am now <laughs> yeah well I'm really excited to hear it and I think on that note, we're going to take a short break to play y'all Crown of Tin by none other than Hiding Places coming out December 1st. So we'll be right back.
Crown of Tin by Hiding Places, currently unreleased, so make sure to check it out on December 1st. Now we got to talk about your performances, guys. Do you have anything big coming up in particular? Mm, no. We're kind of in a, in a hibernation season <laughs> right now while we're releasing music, but then mm-hmm. we're planning on touring a bunch early next year mm-hmm. when our upcoming EP is fully out. Yeah, we're playing uh this music festival in New York, um called New Colossus. Called New Colossus, such a cool name. In March, but that's really the only thing that we have. Like, I'm I'm playing a set with my friend Grace on fiddle and my friend Sophie on mandolin at uh Ruby's on Five Points in Durham, uh opening for H Prus who uh, is a person who we played with a while ago um, and a band called Dead Oceans. And then there's going to be another local act playing as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be a really fun time. I've just been doing solo sets and like sets with, you know, sparser instrumentation, but playing Hiding Places songs still. Um, but yeah, we don't really have any shows coming up that are like full band, but if you want to hear our, our songs with wonky instrumentation, you can, you can come to Ruby's on five points in Durham on the 4th of December. <laughs> That's great. When were your last, or when was your last performance? It was fairly recently, right? Yeah, it was in Wilmington. We, we played, played the Fuzzy say. Needle which was is a really cool record and bookstore in downtown Wilmington probably the coolest store in Wilmington uh check it out it was very intimate it's kind of set up like uh, a living room it's like a lot of some warm lighting and couches and stuff um so it was cool to play it was my first hometown show with hiding places so it was cool to show all of my friends and family the band um because Mm. not that our audience is all friends and family It's (laughs) it's not um so that was a really cool one yeah good always good to play in wilmington Asheville, and chapel hill mm-hmm. uh, hometown that's Maybe. right yeah it was so sweet yeah first first hometown performance why don't you guys tell us about your first 
performance as a band? Oof. We played in Athens, Georgia. Um, I'm not sure. It was probably 2021 um, at Flickr, which is kind of the hub of the uh, like alt music scene in Athens. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't think it was too eventful, but there were some videos recorded of it. It was like it was our first show, and this there's this guy. I'm forgetting his name but he's kind of a legend in the Athens music scene because he just goes to shows probably four or five nights a week and just films the entire sets and then uploads it to YouTube so you can go see our first set yes yeah. we don't have any other recorded <laughs> on YouTube and so I think we're like a little bit uh we're like we're, we're very green uh as performers yeah um, it's under Athens live music um <laughs> but you know maybe just listen on Spotify. yeah check out Spotify. <laughs> yeah there are some unreleased songs live though on youtube that this person recorded which is really cool that the fact that like that is those those audio waves are on the on the internet uh in some capacity even though it's like you know some songs that maybe we won't even release ever <laughs> i don't know but yeah that was really it was extremely fun yeah, so and it was a hometown show at the same time for Nicholas, at least. So speaking of your unreleased music, before we close off, we are going to be playing you guys one more song by Hiding Places coming out in January 2024 called After Image. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, so this is a song that started as a, a demo that I made and then grew into a song Um with the full band um and yeah I, I believe it was probably December 2021 or 2020 yeah December 2021 in the winter in New York my first winter here and I was in a, a graduate program getting a master's um degree in lighting design so I was thinking about light a lot um and how it affects how it affects people and um I was also really depressed at the time and I think was like kind of the the first time that I was kind of hitting that level of um, depression and uh, you know light is also has a huge effect on like your serotonin levels in your body and so like during the winter like seasonal affective disorder is, is really real and so it was my first uh, winter in New York and uh, you know th this song emerged from um, a songwriting class that we did as a band, um, Robin Pecknold uh, did a, a School of Song course and um, I think taught us techniques about visualizing images and then writing in, in that headspace. Um, and so I remember looking out my window uh, in Brooklyn at a, um, a, a lamp that was over someone's door and coming up with this riff and then um, and then writing it and then it, it grew into a cool song that we recorded in London um, when we visited Audrey uh, who was studying abroad over there at the time and getting involved in a music scene over there um, and so that was that was a really special thing to do as a band was you know traveling over there and, and record the song at um it was a like a satellite studio of Abbey Rhodes um, studios which was really cool what was it called the angel studios yeah That's angel it. studios it was so awesome yeah and our friend liam helped us 
out with recording and my friend Bassett helped us out with the recording too. It was like Bassett was studying at the Abbey Road Institute for audio engineering and he like was just letting us record at this like incredible studio where like various like scores for different films had been made. It was just like extremely special. <laughs> Florence and the Machine recorded The Dog Days Are Over there. What? I didn't even know that. <laughs> it's true. It's on their website portfolio right next to the Lion King soundtrack. Oh, Whoa. that's, crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it was very special, though. And when Nicholas sent it to me, I was also experiencing winter in London for the first time. So it was like extremely validating because I was in this place that was really new to me. And because, you know, of the pandemic, my experience of like be- studying abroad was very odd because it was just like students were awkward as hell and like didn't really want to I think also British students just like or at least the students that in the classes that I that I was taking um were very set in their communities and and didn't feel interested in branching out too much so I was feeling kind of isolated but eventually was caught by the music scene that I was a part of and made me feel really at home so it was like this whole full circle thing of like hearing the song and feeling isolation and then recording the song and feeling like deeply connected to people. It's kind of an explosive song too. It starts quiet and then has a kind of a massive, massive bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm proud of this song. Me too. So why don't you guys tell our listeners uh, where they can listen to this when it gets released? Well, all of our songs are on Spotify. <laughs> that's right this song will be out early 2024 but you should check back weekly because sometimes Mm. audrey will make just an awesome playlist full of our friends music and uh and you should check it out you can also follow us uh if you'd like to there's no compulsion behind this statement (laughs) um but we do have an instagram and it's at hiding places band so yeah that's where all our stuff is we got the updates going up over there all the time, but okay. So we collaborated with our friend, John Vance, who uh, makes the coolest clothes ever. Um, they have this like collective uh, slash fashion brand slash clothing line called Walla, which stands for we all look alike, but they um, are collaborating with us to make merch for every single song that drops. So when Crown of Tin drops, we will have um, a little denim tote bag that is Hiding Places merch that people can buy if they want to. Uh, and yeah, it's it's super exciting, like knowing that there's going to be this like visual element to our music other than like a music video, you know, um, because those are so fun. But it's also really awesome to see that like people can wear um and like express themselves with stuff that is is related to our music um so yeah like when we also share after image with the world we will be sharing um another piece of hiding places merch that is unique to after image that's great i'm super psyched that you guys have all these new projects coming out yeah me too and i'm super psyched that i got to talk to you guys about them today us too thanks for having us on yeah. Thank you guys for coming and talking to me. I think the uh, the beef between Chapel Hill and NC State is now settled. Mm, yeah, squashed. Resolved. Consider it <laughs> squashed.
Awesome. I'm glad that we were able to resolve that, you guys. <laughs> I appreciate y'all for tuning in, and you can check out the interviews I do with other local artists at wknc.org slash podcasts by clicking on Off the Record. I'm DJ Lucid. This is Off the Record, and you were just listening to Hiding Places on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. I'm going to send you off with one more song by our friends called After Image that is currently unreleased, so make sure to tune in. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time.